Don't you know that not listening to the Shenmue AM2 podcast is way uncool? Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. And we are here with the Shenmue animation first episode uh, review. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you do not want to hear spoilers, uh, turn off now and go watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you watched the episode if you're listening to this? Why do you do things backwards like that? What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> um, now, before we hop into the episode... Uh, we talked in one of our last episodes about a uh, not-so-cool thing that happened to Matt. Matt had his bike stolen. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Bicycle thief, whoever did it. Now, I'm going to really exaggerate to make this sound awesome. We live in the biggest, second-biggest country in the world, in Canada. Uh-huh. Canada's huge. And we live in the second-biggest city in the entire country of Canada. The only bigger one being the uh, Greater Toronto Area, the GTA, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And I found Matt's bike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I happened... well, You're such a... a um, what do you call it? Not a yard sailor. Uh, pawn shops. Is there a yard sailing for pawn shops? I don't know. I, I collect <laughs> video games, and there's a couple pawn shops that I go to just because they have video games and I walked in and I saw the bike and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's Matt's bike <laughs> so I scrambled to see where he sent me the picture of it just in case I had ever seen it or saw it when I was out and then I just took a picture of the bike and I sent it to Matt and Matt's like what the fuck that's my bike <laughs> and I'm like yeah it is <laughs> So, yeah, I, fa- I just... It was awesome. What, what a lucky break. <laughs> it was. Yes. How often do you go to that pawn shop? A um, couple times a week, maybe. Hmm. Searching, just see what they have in for video games. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's... I, just, I, I haven't been the person that found it. <laughs> well, yeah, out of all my friends, you're the one who goes to pawn shops the most, so makes sense it was you. There we go. <laughs> and I'm glad that you go to pawn shops a lot. So, secondly... Um, I was actually so in our last episodes I had mentioned that I uh, was no longer employed with my former employer we parted ways in air quotes <laughs> um, so here in Canada we have what's known as unemployment so if you lose your job you know you're not completely out of money and things like that You're t- we take care of each other here in Canada <laughs> um, but I also kind of was getting a little bored and I was looking for you know, something in my field, um, in the insurance industry. And I wasn't really having any luck, but I also am a huge fan of pizza. And I decided to apply, I saw an ad on Facebook for what I would consider to be one of our top pizzerias here in St. John, uh, a place called Pomodori. It's upscale. And uh, I got hired. And that's actually how I found, I was stopped at the pawn shop on my way to work at the pizza place. Um but not too long ago, they reached out to a few of the employees, and they're looking at doing a social media campaign just about the employees and, you know, why you like making pizza and all this stuff. And they sent out this survey that we had to complete, and one of them was, 
what's your favorite quote? And I was like, keep friends, those you love, close to you. <laughs> and I want to see if we actually get it used in, like, our social media campaign campaign for this pizza place. And uh, I just snuck a show. So it didn't, it didn't have to be pizza-related quote? No, no, no. It was just anything. <laughs> My favorite pizza-related quote would be... Da-da-da pizza. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Wise Which Man one? says, Forgiveness oh. is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. That would have been a, a, a good one, too. That would have been great. <laughs> All right. We're hopping into it. Uh, Shenmue, the animation, episode one, Thunderclap. We're going to have to... Yeah, that's that was good. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to do that. Uh, so, the episode... Overall, I thought it was pretty good. You? Yeah. Yeah, I liked seeing all the moments that were different from the game. Some were just new because they happened before the game started, but others were just... They took a different direction with how the story's going and how he's finding certain information... I mean, we yeah, we don't want episodes and episodes of him walking around town asking people if they know about things. It's kind of all the information's coming to him, yeah. like, just by happenstance. <laughs> and that's that was one of my concerns with how they were going to do this show, is the investigation part would mm-hmm. be very mundane to someone who isn't a fan of the game. Mm-hmm. If they were just to present it as it is in the game... I don't think the anime would be very well received. I'm sure there will be some investigation at some point. He can't get lucky like that often, where where he's just like, eh, let's go for ramen and overhear things about the Chinese mafia. You know, I, let's go get a hot dog and discover that uh, a black car hit the hot dog stand. Like, yeah. I think he'll, ta- he'll ha- have to get active in the investigation going forward, probably, but... Yeah, like when he's looking for uh, ta- the tattoo guy, Terry. Mm. Like, that starts for Terry. I wonder how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the episode opens up with Shenhua reading the prophecy. They've changed the wording in the prophecy. The, the wording in it, I think, has changed a few times over time. Did it change, or or is it just translated differently, I wonder? It's The English version has changed a few times. Um, yeah. I was listening to the other Shenmue podcast that the dojo puts on Mm -hmm. and they had kind of a comparison of how it's changed over time but did it change in in Japanese I I think it's changed in both languages uh, from like Shenmue 1 to Shenmue 2 to Shenmue 3 to Shenmue the animation Um, but it's very true to the game as to how that plays out and like the rope burning it all looks really good except for there's one Animation of Shenhua's face where there really isn't any animation, mm. and she just looks really dopey in that one she shot. Looks like she's been drugged, uh, but uh, but I mean, there's a lot of limited animation in this. Like they they seem to cut a lot of corners, but when it matters, they put the budget in for the animation and the effort, which is mostly the action scenes, I guess. But yeah, you'll there's a lot of uh, static characters in the background and everything. And yeah, minimal animation frames, even on the the foreground characters moving. So we open up in when it gets to real time, I guess we'll say. It's him. Does it start with him at the house? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, his dad's talking to 
uh, Yamagishi-san, and mm-hmm. he's leaving right. uh, to go to his karate tournament. And before that, Ine-san and Fuku-san are kind of cheering him on, making it seem like a big deal. He's kind of downplaying it, mm-hmm. um, showing he's you know a little bit humble. Uh, the character model for Ine-san, I think, looks really good. Mm-hmm. The Fuku-san, his face... His face is off. His face is off. He looks older. He doesn't look like... I find people's hair color is a little bit off, too. Like, his and uh, uh, Nozomi's is also... They're both lighter than they are in the game. But whatever, it's fine. Um, I find Fuku-san doesn't look like a comedic relief character anymore. Yeah, if, if somebody's coming into this new, you wouldn't know how goofy he's supposed to be, I guess. How much of a joke he is. <laughs> and but. they also, in the first episode, and again, there's not a whole lot of exploring in this with character backgrounds, but there's no indication as to who Ine-san or Fuku-san are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming that will happen in the upcoming episodes. Even in the game, it, yeah, I think it takes a while for you to learn the context. Like, uh, I know people... Well, I don't know people, but I've seen like videos of or or listened to reviews or whatever of people who like beat the game and they just still assume that Ine-san is his mom. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, it, you just have. There's just like a few lines that you have to catch in order to know that it's not his mom. <laughs> the one thing I did notice too is. Uh, oh, we'll get into that in a minute because I think it's a little further down the line. Um, he grabs he, like I like how it shows him putting on the shoes, grabbing the backpack when he's leaving the house as well, mm-hmm. because that's something that does ha- not necessarily the backpack, but the taking on and off of the shoes coming in and out of the house. Yeah, uh, Yamagishi-san looks awesome. He looks like Yamagishi-san. He they did a really really good job with that. Uh, Yamagishi-san is kind of cheering on or pumping Ryo's tires a bit when he, you know, wishing him luck in the karate competition. And his dad is kind of not necessarily putting him down, but being supportive in a different way. Mm. Uh, he's saying he's lacking, uh, implying he's not enough. He's trying to keep him humble, but it just comes off as harsh to me. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, come off as a little harsh and we'll circle back to that as well when he says he's lacking and you know implying he's not enough Uh, then we get a meanwhile and it cuts to uh, Bailu Village with Shenhua and a little goat now I wonder down the line if that goat is going to be the goat that's in the river wasn't it a deer that fell in the river in the game it was Mm -hmm. Could be. I still stand by my statement. It could be the goat. I did realize that. Yeah, it's, it's a deer. Uh, but I wonder, like, if it will be that down the road, just to kind of tie things up a little bit and show that time has passed too, because it's a little goat right now. Yeah. Not my favorite goat. <laughs> uh, then she's kind of staying parts of the prophecy, and she's talking about the sun rising in the east, and then it immediately cuts back to Japan. And someone hitting the floor in the karate competition. So is she going around all day long just mulling about the village, just mumbling about this prophecy? <laughs> like, is that what she's known for in the village? <laughs> Who knows? She's just a crazy, 
crazy local girl. Prophecy lady. <laughs> um, where was it here? So yeah, she talks about uh, the sun rising from the east and then cuts back to Japan. Guy hitting the floor. Rio's towering over him in the karate competition. So is... Uh they kind of imply that Ryo is like he just joined the karate competition I'm not sure if he just joined if it seems uh, that's what I got from it was that you know they were like a, a nobody team until he joined and it seems like it was recent that he joined and I'm like what why hasn't he been doing this until now and also why did he start do, doing karate competitions did he just transfer to this school recently it doesn't he maybe he was on a different team and then Emilio Estevez shows up and be like, no, he's in a different zone. And it's the whole Adam Banks thing from the original Mighty Ducks. Yes. <laughs> that could I, that could be it. Who knows? Um, then it shows the other team with the guy in the glasses is hilarious. Just the fact that he, A, he competes wearing gl- those <laughs> weird sunglasses. looking sunglasses. They're medical, all right. <laughs> and they do a good job showing the difference because... They're like a team of bullies, these guys from the other school. They're, you know, they call them, like, Dweeb High or something. Uh, and Good the way one. they're animated, they're, like, bigger, hulking characters. Other than the guy in the sunglasses, like, their leader, he looks kind of goofy. Mm. Uh, but then when it you cut it to the animation of Rio and his teammates from the same school, they're all kind of, like, sad-looking, um, head-down don't look like they have any confidence. They are. They really are dweeb high. They really are dweeb high. They're noobs, too. They call them <laughs> noobs in this. This is set in the 80s, and I don't remember ever hearing that term till no. like, early 2000s, I'm maybe? I'm sure that's uh, trans- translator uh, taking liberties. <laughs> um, then Rio alludes to never being hit before in a match. Brag much? <laughs> Yeah, humble brag, Rio. <laughs> Not even humble, just brag. <laughs> but the same thing happens. Like, Lon D doesn't allow anyone. No one gets to hit him either. Mm. So they're kind of showing the parallels between them. And I think those parallels later on in the story, like once we're past Shenmue 3, you're going to see more and more of them. Um, the fact that, like, it's implied that, you know, Rio's dad killed his dad, and mm. like, <sighs> Shen- Shenmue has always had like Dragon Ball Z levels of like there should be power levels, <laughs> like <laughs> like Rio is so far beyond the average human, and then his dad is so far beyond him, and then Landi is so far beyond his dad, and it just shows you the gap they have to like it's like training like he needs to go into the the hyperbolic time chamber and train for a year to fight Cell or something, you know? It's just like Dragon Ball Z power levels. It's nuts. I know, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. But other people do. Cool Z is going to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> and Cool Z and the Boombox will both become go Super Saiyan. <laughs> Super Saiyan 3 Boombox. Um, then it also cuts to Londi just showing up in the car, just, like, he's speeding. Like, they're driving quite frantically by the looks of things. I wonder why. Like, there's no need to. They're just, like, gonna draw attention to themselves. Yeah, like, it's... They're about to go commit a crime, potentially murder, Mm -hmm. and they just... I don't know. Like, There's no reason to believe that uh, 
Ryo's dad isn't going to be there when they get there, so there's no reason to rush. Maybe they're trying to catch a boat <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Maybe they knew the letter from Yuan Dezhu was coming. Maybe. And they're trying to, like, literally beat the mailman there. <laughs> in Yeah. Uh, we also see Tom mm-hmm. doing... He's... What's comping? He's comping drinks to cute girls at his hot dog cart. I guess Hanisan doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> uh, or Thomas is the player. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but he, the dance that he's doing, like all, it reminds me of. Have you watched The Office? A little when they're, bit. When yeah. they're dancing down the aisle at the wedding. Okay. It, it reminds me of that. that. When Michael Scott's doing that, <laughs> um, they're clearly building Tom to be a comedic relief character. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a pretty good job with it. He has the shirt. His like half Japanese, half English yeah. is cracking me up. We're watching this on Crunchyroll in Canada, so we are watching the Japanese with the English subtitles. We don't have the English dub here uh, yet. Um, and for anyone watching in Canada, it is not on Adult Swim if you have cable. It's not on it. Um, it sucks. Which, yeah, I was hoping I would be able to PVR it or something, record it, and watch both. Uh, Nozomi looks really different in this. She does. Her hair is shorter, isn't it? Like, it's supposed to be longer that than that, isn't it? I don't think it's supposed to be super longer, it's just but... styled differently or something. I don't she know. She just has, like, kind of minor features. Like, she just kind of looks a little Sarah Plain and Tall to me, if you mm. know what I mean. No, yeah, you're right. Her hair isn't super long in the game, but it is definitely styled different, I'm pretty sure. Um, something I've noticed in this, and it's I'm pretty sure it's happened in at least Shenmue 2. I'm not sure if it happened in Shenmue 1. The odd translation from Japanese to English of someone saying all right. Okay. What do you it, mean? it always gets translated to two words, like A-L-L... Oh. Then space R I G H T. When it should be A L R I G H T is one word. Mm. Like, all right. <laughs> Instead of all right, like it's it, I don't know. I Every, just find it weird. Everything is right. <laughs> yes, that's I guess how it translates. <laughs> uh, we cut to Rio on the way home, uh, and Nozomi's in Sakuragoka Park. Gaoka. Gaoka. Yes. Sakuragoka. Guaka. No. Guacamole. She's in Sarah's Guacamole Park. <laughs> and the bullies are there tormenting that little kid who apparently spilled Inoki's ice cream. And made him cry. Yeah. Inoki cry. Not the little kid. <laughs> Maybe this is the little kid's fault. <laughs> but Nozomi is there defending the kid, and Ryo shows up. And I don't know if you noticed when we watched it. Uh, just for b- backstory, too, I watched this this morning. Then again, before coming to Matt's, and then Matt and I watched it together, so Matt's watched it once, I've watched it three times. Um, he literally single-handedly yeah, beats he, the bullies. He only uses one hand. He never takes that hand off his backpack strap, and he just, again, like you're talking about the power levels, mm-hmm. if I were to see someone beat up two guys that are way bigger than him in a park, and literally do it with one hand, I'd be like, very very impressive, bravo. Nobody can beat that guy, <laughs> when in reality, there's many people who can beat him. <laughs> Uh, also in the park because that park is kind of their Nozomi and his space mm. 
there's a little a fence around the garden that's like heart shaped <laughs> along the whole thing and I just I thought that was a very nice little touch to kind of set the atmosphere <laughs> um when Rio gets home and Londy's there and like Matt brought up a great thing are they implying the car hit the sign outside the house <laughs> That's, yeah, I never really thought about it. Like, how did the sign get broken? I assume it's the car, unless Londi was just walking by it and he's like, fuck this sign, and he kicks it. I don't know. <laughs> um, when they get in and they're talking, you know, Londi and Iwao are talking, uh, and he hits Iwao, Rio has a choice to make, and I've never really thought about it till now. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because they maybe played it a little bit better in the the animation as opposed to the game when he when he's like you bastard and he just charges him mm-hmm. Rio had a choice to make there what do you mean his, his father just get like beat handily and he doesn't go to check on his dad mm-hmm. he just immediately tries to fight Lon D mm-hmm. and I think that kind of disappoints his dad you think I think his dad would have, would have rather have had him like come check on him hmm but I never really thought of that before Rio, like that. Rio's a hothead. He, well, he does call him a bastard. Yeah. And just... And I also never really thought about, like, the two guys in the black suits guarding the door. Like, they don't even stop Rio. <laughs> they can't be bodyguards, because they don't try to do any bodyguarding. <laughs> They're just the doorman. It's yeah. his chauffeur and his backup chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> in case they need to, like, drive for more than a day. Yeah. They can take turns. Yeah. The guy with the sunglasses clearly drives during the day. Mm. They're setting it up. They, there's a good backstory there. <laughs> Do you think he should have taken those two guys out before uh, attacking Londi, or is it better if he just like straight up loses and doesn't get to hit anyone? I never thought of that either. Mm. It would have been nice to see him like sucker punch one of them, then the other guy, you know. Just Try, to show tries that, to grab him and misses. Yeah, and then like Rio like hits him with a punch to the gut or something, knocks him in the room, and then goes. It would be nice to again show those power levels that like these are just two random goons that. For all we know, Rio could could be well below the two random goons too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 there. He doesn't mention. Londi doesn't mention when he talks about Iwao killing his. Uh, Sun Ming Zhao. He doesn't say that it happened in Moon Swoon in this game and in this uh, the cartoon, the anime. Is that is that location ever mentioned again in any of the games? I think it might be in Shenmue Three when you see the tree that has the spot on it, but I don't remember. I could be could be wrong. Hmm. And where is that location? I assume China. Yeah, it would definitely be be in China. Um. So when they were originally back at Tom's hot dog cart, there's a calendar in the hot dog cart that says November. Hmm. And when you start the game, it does start in November. Um, It cuts to the police car outside the Hazuki residence. And when it shows uh, them talking to the police inside and then, uh, like, after the police have left, Ine-san and Fuku-san are kind of standing at that step where Ryo puts on his shoes... It's now December. So it said uh, some days later in the anime when it's transitioning from one scene to another. Mm. But, like, 
it could be a matter of like two days. Yeah. It could be a matter of weeks. They don't really elaborate on it. How many is some? Uh, There's a flashback um, when Rio's in the park and he sees the father pushing the kid on the swing. (laughs) And Matt Matt made a joke. He's like, oh. Well, he's like, I just said everybody's got a dad but me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little on the nose. But uh, he has a flashback there. So you don't get to see the household flashbacks yet. The cherry tree flashback, the dojo flashback, or the kitchen flashback. Maybe we won't. And and that's, again, yeah, maybe we won't. Maybe all we're going to get is flashbacks of his dad abusing him (laughs) emotionally. (laughs) So, yeah, the flashback is kind of weird because it shows Rio getting knocked back on his Canadian term for you, arse. (laughs) And he's saying, little Rio... Lil D.O., as we call him, uh, is saying that he thinks whoever is stronger will always win. And his dad's kind of disappointed that he says this, hmm. don't you think? Seems like it. And in all the flashbacks, in all the interactions, it just seems, seems like Rio is a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, his dad doesn't seem to be very loving towards him, hmm. which is... I, I, I get what it like it's supposed to be, but I don't know if it necessarily comes across that way Mm. in the games or in the anime, necessarily. Mm. Uh, But in the flashback, he's kind of alluding to Ryo lacking something. So it's not... And, like, that flashback, I'd probably say he's, like, six or seven years old, maybe? Seven or eight? Yeah. In there, so it's it's something that's been happening throughout his entire life. Um... They show when Rio first helped Nozomi, he gave her a little handkerchief because she had fallen on her on her arse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, there's a scene where she gives that back to him, and they're just really leaning into her liking him. <laughs> Don't you like? Yeah, they make it pretty clear over and over. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a little too much for me. Yeah, because. I mean, we know what happens in the games, that he doesn't really mm-hmm. show any emotion and she goes to Canada. Um, Would you prefer her uh, her feelings to be more subtle? Yeah, just it's, it's over the top for me. It, those moments are kind of taking me out of it a little bit. Mm. Well, especially because he reacts by, like, laughing and making fun of her. And that's something we've never really seen him do. Yeah, I think this is the first time he's ever laughed in a joking fashion throughout the entire series. Has like there may be like where someone has said something funny and he's like, "Uh huh," mm. but I d- I don't remember anything. Him making a him joke at ever someone's making, expense. Yeah. yeah, and it's her. The joke is that her she's asked Tom to go for a, or to go to Tom's hot dogs, and then you hear her stomach rumble very loudly twice. Mm. He's like, "Maybe you're just one that wants a hot dog." Yeah. I mean, there was a lot. I know, I know, you didn't see most of those cutscenes, but in Shenmue Three, there's a lot of characterization of Ryo finally, like as a as a human person in his uh, in his conversations with Shenhua. But again, I don't think he jokes with her any. He might. I, I've only seen each each of those scenes once, but I just I know I was. Uh, it stood out to me that he, like, I never saw that that side of Rio. Like, I never saw him as a complete human until those uh, those scenes. So maybe he did make some jokes. I'm just I'm struggling to remember right now. But in the first game, 
in the second game at least yeah we never really saw anything like that i don't think maybe when he's making fun of uh the little cat girl (laughs) so they they go for a hot dog but tom's hot dog cart was struck by a black car Hmm. and you know obviously put two and two together it's londy so they can't have a hot dog so they end up going to ajiichi uh restaurant and they have some ramen and Rio's sitting at a table with, you know, an attractive woman, I guess we'll say. And he's just having an inner monologue about Ine-san and Fuku-san. <laughs> and then he sees his own reflection in the glass with the cut on his face. And he's just totally absent from what's happening there. And then they mention, you know, it's something about the Chinese guy or the guy in the green robe. And someone else sitting in an adjacent table. Uh, mentions that he thinks he's Chinese, even the Chinese mafia. And, yeah. Yeah, so this is how he finds out. Instead of going, looking for Three Blades info, I guess. Yeah, and they still kind of did relate it to the game and give you that little bit of fan service, because it does happen at the Ajiichi restaurant. So, little little things like that are, I think, what are going to make this really impressive. Um, Are we going to see the je- the patch guy? I used to be Chinese. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? They also show Lan Di saying that there's another mirror to one of his goons and he wants them to find it. And then we see Chai on the roof at the harbor. Chai's voice, again, this is in Japanese, when it's in the cackly, like, ha! Huh? I like the voice. When he's just delivering straight lines... It sounds really weird to me. <laughs> like, I... In the games, Chai doesn't really have a normal voice. The whole thing is like... The, ha, 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 and it's not in this, and it's just really, really weird to me. I'm, I'm trying to remember what he sounds like in, in the Japanese version of the game. All I can picture in my head is the English one. You're not going to Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> crumble, crumble, eat paper. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, when Rio gets back, he's talking, he's reminiscing again, kind of like he was at the restaurant, to the cherry tree in the yard. He sees the door open on the dojo. I honestly thought he was going to go in and spar with Fukusan and yeah, like maybe get, a little, maybe get a little rough with him. Mm. Um, Don't use that move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not fair. Uh, he goes in and he's attacked by Chai. Mm. And they have a little conversation. Chai beats him up. And then you get... The moment where he has another inner monologue reminiscing about what his father's saying, and he just gets his father's advice all of a sudden. Hmm. Gets up, defends all of Chai's attacks, and he throws a punch, and I think he intentionally misses. And Chai's like looking over his shoulder past the punch, and then Rio just gets him in the gut with the other hand. Yeah, maybe. So I think that was a go- cool fight how they he pulls did it. a he pulls a fukusan out the door <laughs> yeah and then he yeah blasts him out the door fukusan and inesan come running and what rio says is that chai left after he knew fukusan was coming <laughs> and that really just cracked me up because blowing smoke up fukusan yeah it's just he's pumping his tires a bit <laughs> and making thank it god so. you saved me fukusan <laughs> I don't know if he intended it that way. It just came off that way. Yeah, it just becomes a buddy cop adventure. <laughs> the two of them out to solve Iwao's murder. So what did, what did you think of this happening here so early? Uh, him fighting Chai and beating Chai. 
like in the game, the first time you fight Chai, you lose pretty much. You can beat him, but most people lose. Uh, so what did you think of that, that choice? Like now Chai is kind of a, a chump who maybe we don't have to worry about <laughs> already. Well, yeah, because you have at least, you have the fight at the arcade, and then you have the fight at the harbor, like the mm-hmm. all, like the final boss fight, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those, some, they're going to have to change those to put some sort of new challenge on Rio mm-hmm. um, to make them feel different or special. If they happen. <laughs> I th- And yeah, that's that's the thing, is, is if they happen. I think the one at the port probably has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we're getting that boat chapter, so we might not. We are getting that. That was confirmed. Well, there's um, like you, yeah. You was it in the trailer? I'm pretty sure parts of it were in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, if we have them fight now, then the arcade, then the harbor, then the boat. That means they fought four times, and Rio handily beat him the first time. So in, in this, yeah. In, yeah, in the in the anime. Mm. So I don't like I don't know if they blew their wad on that too early. Mm. It's hard to see because this is set for thirteen episodes. But they also want an action piece in the first episode, I'm sure, and to show Rio's skill. You just don't want him losing, losing, losing in the first episode. Yeah, but, you need some sort of like hero. Well I guess he did fight the school bullies, but yeah, I don't know. I guess they just wanted more action. And that's the thing. It's they're telling this in a different medium where it's a it's a passive medium too, right? Like you're not actively doing this. You're watching it. It's being presented to you. Mm. So they do need to kind of pace it a little different. And that was one of my concerns when this first got announced is how is the pacing going to going to work but you see how they're doing it now with feeding the information instead of finding the information. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Um you get the prophecy again at the end. And I think that's pretty much it for the episode, isn't it? Uh, the letter arrives from Yuan Deju. Mm-hmm. Um, standard stuff. And Did th- Ine-san open it? It didn't look open. But no. she knew something related to her, his dad's death was in it somehow? Yeah. It's- They've never really talked about that in the game either, have they? Hmm. Is like maybe he had alluded to Ine-san that he thought something was going to happen, and maybe she knows who that yeah. is. <laughs> who, who sent the letter? Maybe, maybe she she's a mad angel. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, that's she's cool Z's mom. <laughs> she's cool Z's mom. <laughs> this whole time <laughs> the funky rhythm oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the funky rhythm's tom song what am i yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey you <laughs> all right so that's episode one um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it mm-hmm. we're gonna try to do these every week i think mm-hmm. every episode so you're gonna get more podcast and yeah I wonder how soon we will know if it's like a, a popular show that might get a second season. It already has like I think like eighty three reviews on Crunchyroll. Is that good? <laughs> well, for something that's been out a matter of hours at this point in time. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that would be pretty good. And it was like four point something stars. So people are. I'm gonna write a review on it as well. Cool. Uh, that I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, if you can subscribe to Crunchyroll, if you're not in the United States, to you know, show and support this. Mm-hmm. Show your support for this, I should say. 
you can find us on our social medias. We're at shenmueam 2 Podcast uh, at gmail.com, shenmueam 2 Pod on Twitter, Facebook. We have a page and a group. Uh, we're on the Shenmue Dojo. There's a forum on there that we post in whenever we do new stuff. And yeah, that is it. We'd also like to thank our sponsor this week, Wu Shen Hall. Matt, do you like dragons? I do. Do you like wolves? Not as much. And do you like colors? I mean, you gotta have colors. Then come to Wu Shen Hall <laughs> and get all your martial arts needs. Wu Shen Hall, we're gonna try to beat you up. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.